What up, OGs? Welcome back to another episode of the OG Sessions Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Usher. Let's get it started. What up, OGs? Welcome back to another episode of the OG Sessions Podcast. Today, we have got a very special guest in the building. Artist, entrepreneur, and owner of LaFave clothing brand, Casey Favor. What's going on, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. You're cracking me up right now. Dude, I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad we can finally get this interview set up, bro. I'm really excited. I got a lot of good questions to ask you. Me too, man. I'm honored to be here. Dude, I appreciate it. So, um, Lena, let's go ahead and give our listeners a quick background on you. How did you get started with the brand? Actually, you know, give us a quick background on just yourself. Who is Casey Favor? Whoa. Who am I? Um, I'm fifth generation Jacksonvillian. Wow. I've been here for a long time. I'm a father to my son, Cash. Uh, Shout my, out Cash. Yep. My wife, Remy. Um, Shout second, out Remy. Yep. And then uh, I'm the creator and founder of the brand LaFave. Yeah, man. It's, you guys have really been making some great strides over these past couple months for real. Like with the movie and, you know, just all the new merchandise and the crocheted hoodies, which I definitely want to get into. Like, dude, some of it is just, it's innovative as, as fuck is what it is. It's very next level you know what i mean with a lot of the quality and a lot of the different moves you're making it's impressive and you don't see a lot of local brands in jacksonville really touching on a lot of these areas that you are and it makes your brand a lot more versatile than a lot of other brands it makes it stand out you know in a huge way and um you know i kind of wanted to get some some perspective from you and just kind of hear how you got started with it and how you know you came up with the name lafav and um just everything is it lafave by it the is, way it is LaFave. you said okay. it correctly thank you yeah i'm sure you've heard it fucking millions of ways every, every <laughs> million way yeah when i first saw it i thought it was lafave from Brett Favre. Of and i was like okay this lafave i was like that's just what i thought of but it's almost weird that brett Favre even calls it lafave or far because right. it doesn't look like Favre. it looks like Favre right or far favre or whatever you know it does definitely look like far you're like man this kid loves brett far yeah and literally <laughs> i was like dude he's a big brett, which i was myself growing up so i, I was, was. Like, dude, i thought it was cool i was like and it's kind of cool for you you got to wear a uh, brett Favre jersey and uh have your name on the back yeah uh, yeah i remember third grade going to university christian i made sure that like when i wore that Favre jersey i was just like the man like i felt empowered yeah. i'm like he's a part of me like <laughs> yeah like know? that's my dad or something. yeah <laughs> but yeah. Real, like what you just said like i really do appreciate those words that you just had for the brand man thank of you course. so much for saying that man i really appreciate that oh dude yeah of course man yeah you've been a huge inspiration just for me and my clothing brand is uh, you know individually but i know you've been a huge inspiration for a lot of other people everybody that i talk to um everybody knows the corduroy hats the fucking fire with the jaguars logo on them and dude i mean first off that's that's a very i love that you went with the old logo first off that was something that just like stuck with me right away i love that old logo when they decided to switch well i mean first off i mean there's nothing they could do about the original original logo they, they got sued for that so yep. that's always going to be my all-time favorite yep and but that second logo man i mean i i love that look i grew up on that logo you know and um when they switched over to the new new one i was just like i was i wasn't loving it let's just say that and um yeah any change is difficult you know and i think for like the kids that grew up around here in that generation there's just such a nostalgic feel that's associated with that logo yeah you know what i mean 100 percent. yeah and um then you know that's our team man that's a local team so you're you're born and raised jacksonville your whole life Born and raised, I'm fifth generation. So I think my grandfather graduated Fletcher in class 1940. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What part of Jacksonville are you from? Uh, my grandmother was from 103rd. So I until I was like three and a half, we grew up on the west side of Jacksonville. Okay, gotcha. I'm um, on a farm. And then we moved out here to the beach. Okay, nice. Yeah. And what, what uh, age were you when you did that move? When I came to the beach? Yeah. Uh, I grew up with my mom in Mandarin area. My parents split. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I grew up with my mom in like the Mandarin area until I was like 13. And then she up and moved like so randomly. I grew up with my mom. She was like my hero. And she just up and moved to Denver with another guy to try and get him a better job. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I was supposed to go to Mandarin High School, graduate eighth grade. Boom, she up and leaves. And I almost moved to Denver, Colorado with her. Wow. And instead, I 
move in with my dad and move to St. John's County and go to Nice High School. Oh, wow. So yep. you were out there in St. John's County for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Shout out Nice, man. I know yeah. a lot of people that graduated from Nice. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Yep. You, uh, did you and your dad have a really close relationship since you weren't really living with him? It was like uh, when I was growing up, it was just like every other weekend that okay. I got from him. Gotcha. Yeah. And, or got to spend with him. So when I was growing up, he lived in Jack's Beach. He was just bouncing around from, you know, apartment to apartment or whatever. And like, I had a hard time, like, staying with my dad yeah like i would like still call my mom and be like can you come get me and yeah, stuff like yeah. that you know and then yeah. um i was like i'm just i love denver i moved out there like i tried out for the basketball team made the basketball team played summer league wow and then came back home and i was just like mom i'm not i'm not coming out there i'm gonna stay yeah but to this day i swear it's like the most pivotal decision i've ever made really yeah, yeah. and i mean it really is because i mean that's a like you know some of your glory years are growing up and going through that time frame and yeah. just like so many different things. And, um, that's very interesting that you mm -hmm. decided to stay and even mm -hmm. with like, you know, you weren't very comfortable with your dad at the time. I mean, obviously, you know, that's your dad. So, yeah. you know, obviously you, you love him, but it's like, I've, you know, everybody kind of has like that one parent out of the two. That's kind of like you lean towards whenever, you know, you yeah. need somebody to talk to or whatever it is. And, um, it's always harder to choose the side of the parent that you don't necessarily lean towards all the time and staying with them and doing whatever that is. And yeah. um, so at the time you guys were in St. John's County, like uh, over across the ditch. Yeah, we so I grew up on Roscoe. Oh, okay, got you. Cool. Yep. Grew Sweet. up on Roscoe. Dude, I know a ton of people that live off. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I yep. think I um I was listening to a podcast you were in a couple months ago, and you were saying um your grandpa rode horseback down what was it Mickler? So or something like that? so my grandfather grew up on. Uh, canal what's called canal now okay and uh i mean we've been here for so long he used to when he was just a kid ride horseback to michael's beach just through a single dirt road trail dude said he wouldn't see a soul oh my god get to the beach wouldn't see anyone wow bare horseback that is that's insane. how long we've been here <laughs> that is, dude that is insane you've got roots in here for real man, man. major roots and that's dude that's crazy because you look at that area now and it's like you can't you can't drive through there at four in the morning and not see a hundred people, you know? I mean, even the woods that I grew up in, you know, those woods are gone. Yeah. Oh, They're gone. A lot of the woods you in know? Jacksonville are just slowly starting to get wiped out. And I mean, that's, that's life. Man. That's Eventually, how it is, bro. Yeah. That's how it is. Especially in a lot of these upcoming booming communities, just like how Jacksonville is, which I'm very grateful for. To yeah. just say one thing, you know, I love to see Jacksonville evolve. I love to see the city just fucking do well. And pump. absolutely. And that's why like, I'm so proud you know, in all my posts, I always say my brand is from Jacksonville. Like we always rep Jacksonville and always do things kind of centered like around the Jaguars, things like that, just because it's like, dude, we're so lucky, man. We're so lucky to be in one of these cities that's actually doing well right now. I'm so Even happy through that you coronavirus, said that. dude, we're actually doing like relatively well, you know, compared to some of these other cities that have been in shitholes for like two years now, you know, and, um, and the fact that we even have an NFL team, man, that's another huge thing is people don't understand the not only just the rarity of that, but just like the, the, like what that means for the city, bro. Like you only have a one in a 32 chance that your city out of all the fucking cities in America, which eventually one day it's going to be cities worldwide. I'm sure countries worldwide, whatever it is. And it's like, dude, we're one of the 32. And even though they're not the best team 24 seven, it's like, we've got a big ass stadium. We've got one of the biggest video boards, two of the biggest video boards in the freaking world. You know what I mean? And it's still fun to go to a game and have a good time and stuff like that. And people sleep, man. People sleep. I know, so, man. To be one of the 32 is just so special. But also, like, you know, we got a AAA affiliate baseball team here with the Jumbo Shrimp. You got an East 100%. Coast Hockey League team. You got the Jacksonville Icemen. Like, there's just so many things that, like, I don't know how the concept misses people of how lucky we are and how, like, dope Jacksonville really is and can be. Dude, 100%. And it's it's definitely one of the more booming cities right now. Like as far as to come up and we just gained the hockey team, like what was it? Five years ago, six years ago, something like that. They're relatively new and we're making moves, man. Shotcon's doing a lot of good things for the city right now. And, um, you know, we're definitely, definitely in for a lot of good things in store. That's for sure. For sure. And I know that you're a big fan of the city because the new movie you just put out, <laughs> this is something that I really, really, really want to touch on, man, because, you know, not only did you you built the hype for this movie that you're dropping, and nobody really knew what to expect. I talked to a couple people before the movie, and you know, you didn't really let out very many details. It wasn't really anything like crazy. You posted a picture with you in the Bronco. You posted the picture with the uh, um, with the Main Street Bridge in it. Yeah, and and when we were like getting into it, 
and I'm like trying to build the hype and I was trying to explain, I just came to like a realization, like there's no way I can explain fully and like to paint this picture for these people of like what like has been created. Yes. So I'm just like, so in a caption that I wrote for the event, I just said like, I'm done. I'm I'm done trying to explain it to you. I'm done, done trying to explain what you can expect if you attend the event. Like the only thing I can tell you is like, it is worth your time. Yeah. 100%. You know? Yeah. And it, and, um, you know, unfortunately I wasn't able to make it to the event, but I saw all the highlights and dude, congratulations, man. It's like, all I want to say is just because I know that you're gonna make me cry. Dude, I mean, I, <laughs> you could, seriously, man. I, I mean, I did my OG pop-up back in November and I just remember planning for it and doing everything and having all the vendors come and having everybody show up. And it was my first like real event for me. It was my first like headline Putting event, you know, there. exactly. And it was just like one of those things where it's like, you take so much pride in doing this event. You take so much time into it and you want everything to be perfect. And from an outside perspective, looking in, I mean, dude, people enjoyed that event. That was an event that people looked forward to and they felt like they got their money's worth out of you. And they felt like they really, you know. Yeah. And I think that's like the best thing that you can do for people these days is give them an experience. A hundred percent. And the, uh, the response that I had from the people that showed up and everything. I mean, I was so high on life. Yeah. I mean, I was floating for at least a week. Oh yeah. I mean, I was just like blown away. Yeah. Straight up. It was, it was incredible. Like, how did you come up with the whole layout for that, man? And you painted on the fucking walls, dude. And yeah, you did, like, yeah, shout out to the lobby for just giving me just a blank canvas and letting me just go crazy in there. Yeah. So uh, there were just multiple things that were going into it. You know, when you have a blank canvas like that, like it's important for people to just be completely immersed in like the Lafave layer. Yes. So yes. I was doing this thing lately where like uh, there's a smiley face and my spin on it was like a spray paint and yeah. like a drippy looking like kind of like a crazed I've smiley that, face yeah. which kind of like goes into the film like you're when you're watching the film you're looking at a man that's kind of crazed and he's torn of like what he wants to do but what he has to do. Yes. You know what I mean? So like I just like thought like this this guy is mad happy. So like I'm like yeah. we're going to just like totally blitz a whole wall with with the smileys. Yeah. And then I was just like and the other thing is he's a corporate guy that has a corporate job. Mm-hmm. And I was like so I'm going to go to Goodwill. I'm going to buy five suits, five sets. I'm going to yeah. buy five mannequins and I'm going to hang these mannequins from the ceiling and I'm going to go buy some flowers and like stuff them in yes, the suit to show like, you know, even these corporate guys that are working this day-to-day job, there's something else that they want to do. And when they have that idea and it blossoms, yes. then they can become themselves. Yes, You know exactly. what I mean? So, and then I, I got a DJ fourth quarter Quan, which I just love his mixes and his music. So he was the best to come through. He fit the best for the brand. Yeah. We've been doing some stuff for Onda, which is like a tequila seltzer company. You know, I saw that. And because of your collaboration, I was at some event. It was over. It was a uh, T-Dubs event. Over yeah. Did Beach. you get one? And I had one. <laughs> and dude, and I was like, it, the, the branding, it just looks very citrusy. And I mm-hmm. like, like a, I like a seltzer. It's mm-hmm. very citrusy. Mm-hmm. Especially living in Florida, dude. It's hot mm-hmm. as hell all the time, man. And dude, it was delicious. Yeah. Like their blood orange flavor is delicious, man. Shout out Onda. Yep. And they sponsored the event. So they brought like 200 cans. So we like gifted those to all the people oh that were there God. and then uh, put the merch together, which is like, you know, that's like the essence of the brand. So it was yeah. crazy to like put new pieces out there and have people like be able to see that. Yeah. You dropped a couple new pieces at that event, didn't you? Yep. What was it? We dropped a butterfly or actually it's a moth. It's a moth tea. Yeah. Could, I want a quick background on that before okay. you uh, get into that because I saw the I saw the butterfly moth whatever it was and you started putting it on like all your boxes you started putting it on everything and um what's the significance of it it looks like a zebra like the kind of like on the side of the, the one you did on the side well, of the Well there you hat. go there you go so like um the zebra longwing is the state butterfly no way. Yes, the of state Florida. butterfly of Florida. Wow. So like I'm doing these Floridaroy Floridaroy. That's kind of hard. That I'm is, doing yeah. these like Florida corduroy hats and I was just like, you know, um, let's just like tweak a little design. So I just digitized the state butterfly and started putting those on the hats. Wow. Cuz yeah, yeah I, I had no idea what it was. It's the yeah. um what was it again? The zebra longwing. Zebra longwing. Yep. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. Yep. You it's funny cuz you never even see this. You always see the like They're like, they're pretty rare, rare. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've never seen one of them like anywhere. You'll You'll see like a tiger swallowtail more than you will those. Oh, yeah. And that's like the sure. other one that I use for like the, the stickers. Yeah, yeah. I 
like that one too a lot <laughs> me too. as well. It goes great for the box. Yeah. Is the in the boxes it almost looks like it's like a like shoebox style, like the way it opens. I love those. Yeah, man. yeah. And I used like a local Jacksonville company for that. Oh no way. Yes, I there's like a boxing company like downtown that I use. Oh my god. I dude, try and keep awesome. everything like so close to home as yeah, possible to I support try, our dude, people. One hundred percent. If so, I'm ever getting like you know, low like you know, any kind of like custom quality work done around yeah. here or anything like that. Just like in, you know, usually low quantities, something like that. I yeah. would usually always try to go somewhere local, man. See, that's the thing. Like I hadn't always been able to do that, but like I just reached the point where like I'm able to like support him by like placing. Yes. So yeah, and that's the thing is like you at first you kind of need to look at like what's the most you got to do what's best for you of hundred percent. Yeah, because down the road you want to do a lot of good things for your community and do things for other people, but you have to make sure that you're financially in that position. Yeah, to do that for those people, you know. Yeah. And, I want to go back to the event real quick. Yes, please. So the last thing was like uh, that I didn't know how to explain is I was like, there's going to be like a live art performance. And what it was, it was just like me like driving the Bronco into the space after people yeah. had just watched the film. Like they rolled the gate up and I pulled it up like as yeah. soon as it ended full of oranges. And then I hopped out grab the briefcase out of the bag, drop the trunk and like all the oranges spill out. And yeah. then I open the briefcase and it's just spray paint. And then I spray the smiley and then turn around. I had wrote a little poem. And then like I gave the poem to the crowd. Yeah. That was like the performance. No, dude. Point. And that was awesome. That's like the type of experience. So that the people that went to the event are going to remember, right. and they're going to like really like, that's probably the part that touched them the most, you know, right after the film. And it's, First off, the film itself, man. <laughs> the film, I remember I was so excited for it to come out because you had done the event yeah. and the event did so well, but then you waited like a week to yeah. even drop the film. So it was like everybody was just sitting here like, dude, I knew so many people like just me and a couple buddies really? were all like, dude, I want to know what it is. Just like, <laughs> I, I, it's not that I necessarily like had these great like anticipations for it or anything like that. Right. Like, but I was just more so like, what, what is, is this? Yeah, like what? What, what the is, fuck? I can't is even it? explain it because, myself, bro. Dude, because the fact that you, the fact that like you dropped a film with really no explanation, and like the brand is is it's not necessarily all over the place at all, but it's very right. everything you do is so off the fucking wall. And why hold this giant event? And everybody had a great time. You see, everybody just freaking roaring whenever you come in with the fucking Bronco. <laughs> and people are, are, you know, throwing their drinks, you know, rowdy, like, throwing shit. And it's like, dude, what is this? This is awesome. You see all the pictures of everybody pro posing with the Bronco. I know, dude. It's like, dude, that is – you knew it was going to be a good movie, but you didn't know anything about it. You don't know. You know, you can never count on something 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I put the tickets up for sale, and this is typically what I do, even when like I do a drop on a Friday, like I turn it all off. Yeah. I let go of the outcome. Like yeah. if I put the work in, whatever the design is, whatever the creative intent, whatever the time is, I put all that in. And then when it comes time to put it out there for the public, I let it go. Yeah. I don't look at sales. I, I don't look at tickets and none of that. Yeah. I just let it roll. And then and then I'll check on it like later on. Whatever happens, happens. Even my, my wife will be like, like how'd the drop go? Like how many yeah. numbers? I'm like, babe, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And she's like, well, why do you know? Like, I want to know. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, babe, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's, it's If you've already done everything you can do, let it be in God's hands and just let it happen and just, you know. That's it. There's a guy um, that I listen to and it, this is like my number one podcast, Business of Hype. Mm. This guy named Jeff Staple, he runs Staple, the brand's the Pigeon logo yes. in New York. Yes, Dude, it's, it's just them. for any creative or any person out there that like wants to work in this industry that you and I are working in, you've mm -hmm. got to listen to this, man. I mean, it's just, there's so many gems. Really? But there's a, I'll put you on, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, you need to, for sure. There's a guy that runs an ice cream parlor in New York, and even in like December when it's like five degrees there, he's got a line wrapped around the block for Morgan Stern's ice cream. No way. And he had this gym that I still believe in these days. And he's like, you know, he, he lives by like three things. He's like, if you put the time in, you're present. Yeah. And you believe in what you're doing, let go of the outcome. Yeah. And it'll, and it'll be there for you. So yeah. like, I really like live by that these days. And then it kind of like allows you to not be as critical of yourself and whatever the outcome is because it's like you've done all you can do that's it and that's and that's a huge part of this industry that we're both in you can only do so much you can't force somebody to pull out their wallet and purchase mm -mm. and that shouldn't be what you're going after can't be it, it can't be you want you you just want to make it available you wanted it to be in front of them so that they see it yeah but whether they purchase it or that's 100 percent up to them and you just want it, your quality to stand out that's it above the rest you know and it's it's honestly it's 
one thing that I've learned is you'll never appeal to everybody and you'll never even appeal to 50%. Right. And it's not because what you have is trash or it's not because what you have isn't high quality, whatever it is. It's simply because everybody's got their own unique style and people don't like, they're not everybody likes the same thing. Mm -hmm. And not everyone can even see it. Oh yeah, no. You know what exactly, I mean? People no. will watch the film and be like, "What? What is this?" Exactly. And like, well, and, and if you were from Jacksonville, if I was not from Jacksonville, to be one hundred percent honest, yes. you, I would see that and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Perfect. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. That's great. <laughs> and yeah, go ahead and give me, you know, for the people that haven't seen the film, give them like just a quick, quick little like summary of what this what this was, you know, and in the process of making it. So what it really was, was just something that like I was at one point. Mm -hmm. um, it's a man that uh, is living in a corporate world for lack of better terms, but has an idea or an epiphany or a realization of what he really wants to do and who he really is. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like a synopsis of a day in his life where he's going through the motions of his typical day job, not necessarily the most happy person. And then he kind of slips off into a daydream and, and has this visual of not working in that world anymore and finding out who he is and pursuing that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and that's, that is a great way to describe it because there's so much emotion in the beginning of the film and you can tell that it's a very, it's very fast paced. It's very hectic. It's very all over the place. You know what I mean? He's mm -hmm. like living this very out of the ordinary, like, you know, lifestyle where he's just working, working, yep. working, da, da, da. And, um, and then it just makes a quick switch to this, insane just like i don't even i honestly can't even like describe it to y'all without you guys seeing it and it, it's only available on youtube right i couldn't either it's i called, couldn't describe yeah. it either bro is, is it on youtube no i just have it on instagram okay so it's on instagram and it's called a wet should dream, i put right? it on YouTube? you should put it on youtube okay. man I, I was i was surprised you didn't put it on youtube okay. because um you know i always I'll, I'll always upload like if i do like a video that's like three or four minutes long and i feel like it's relatively good i'll put it on youtube just because a lot of people like to see it on YouTube. Okay. Like it's a lot easier because on your phone, well, Instagram now just switched to where you can look at it fully on your phone. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, if you post a video on your phone on Instagram, it stays in that little small yeah, yeah, picture. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, I would okay. post it. I mean, okay. I think I think it's YouTube worthy shit. I mean, you see some of these other videos <laughs> we blow up on YouTube for like the stupidest things ever. And yeah. for those that don't know, I don't want to give too much away for you, but um, some of the shots you get in this in this movie, man, and some of the clips, it's like, first off, how nerve-wracking was it jumping off of the fucking Main Street Bridge into the <laughs> St. John's River? And, like, did anybody see you? Did... All right, so I got – are you ready? You want me to go into I'm the ready. story? I'm ready. Please, drop right. it. Um, so one day I just go downtown because I've always had that vision of, of jumping off that bridge. So I go down there, and I'm just – I'm walking it. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, I, I, it's not that high. I'm like, I don't think this is that high. Um, and I'm thinking that because I don't necessarily have to jump right there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so you're like, yeah. Oh no, this, this ain't that bad. And so, um, I'm like, I'm gonna do it. So I, uh, the first thing I think is someone's going to call in a suicide Yeah, yeah. from the Wells Fargo building. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, but if I have a boat, we can get away. Yeah. So my buddy, Nick has a boat <laughs> and I call him and I'm like, Hey man, uh, I need you to do me a favor. And he's like, okay, what is it? And I'm like, it's illegal. And he was like, oh, man, I don't He's kind of a sketchball. He's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. I just hang up the phone like I'm kind of mad. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I call my dad. And I'm like, dad, uh, I need your help. And he goes, okay. And I go, it's illegal. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. I'm like, I'm going to jump off the Main Street Bridge. And the only way I don't go to jail is if we have a boat that can be in the water and pick me up and we just jet out of there. Yeah. And he was just like, when you jumping? <laughs> that was it he just responded when Dude, to I the text it. message i love it and uh the next morning he he like called me and he was like hey this he kind of like came to his senses after it he was yeah. kind of like yo this is a bad idea yeah, like yeah. you're jumping at low tide like they're the police are gonna come they're gonna impound my boat and i just said dad i'm jumping yeah and he's like all right what time <laughs> so the day comes i'd already scoped it out i pulled up the tide charts it's like 70 feet to the bottom and it's a big cut oh no, you know dude. what i mean but okay. the thing is is jacksonville burned to the ground in the great fire of 1901 because a mattress firm caught on fire no way. burnt to the ground and you know what they did what they pushed the entire city 
into the St. John's River. No So way. at the bottom of there are the old buildings from the early 1900s. Oh, my God. Who would yeah. have thought? Bro? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but anyways, like, the day comes. I get my film crew ready. I got my drone guy. I got my camera guy. And then I got my other best friend who's just, like, the getaway driver. Because yeah. I'm going to the, hit the water. My dad's going to get me, and we're going to speed off in the boat. But my camera crew still needs a getaway vehicle. So I got my yeah. buddy driving my truck. Okay. I'll, so as yeah. soon as they finish filming and he's on the bridge with me, he's just yeah. going to pull up right there. He's going to hop the rail. They're going to get in the car and go, be gone. Oh, my God. So it gets to the point, like – they're filming. I'm walking up the bridge and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, my God, man, you, this is insane. You're probably, dude, your, your mind. Is now it's insane. like, you're really doing this. And you're in the suit. Yeah. And you're in dude. briefcase. Oh, and yeah. There's, the briefcase, there's people yeah. walking the bridge. Yeah. So I'm walking up and I'm staying in character and I'm doing it and I get to the spot and I kind of get there. And then I look down, bro, I swear it's so much higher when you actually have to jump. Oh, At yeah. that point, I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm like, we're, we're doing this. We're doing this is truly like who I feel like I am these days and who I am. Set the briefcase down, take the glasses off, put it in the jacket, climb over the handrail, hang there for a second. I just kind of yeah. live in that moment because at this point, like I had had the script written for like two years. Oh, my God. So to now like be in that moment of on the other side of the handrail and yeah. know like here it is. Yeah. It was just like euphoric. Yeah. So I hang there for a little bit, probably like five seconds. Yeah hang boom and just let go and jump hit the water and when i hit the water in my mind i was like oh man I, I didn't go as deep as i thought i would and then i took like yep bro it was like four strokes yeah and then finally got to the top and the other thing was the current is ripping yep. under that bridge I was another and that was the ask. reason it took me so long to make it to the top because i was just getting just pulled yeah and the shot that i had in my mind on the script was i was supposed to come out he was supposed to capture it from the top of the bridge dude by the time i came up i was way under the bridge oh way under there Cause, yeah because you jumped from the side where it's pushing yeah, from yeah wow. so then uh my dad actually we used his camera shot from his iphone because the camera on the bridge didn't capture it like oh, no when way. he follows me down there's like a conduit that runs the bridge and you don't yeah. even see it so thank god my dad had his camera out and captured it from the boat Oh no! Way. Yep, and yeah, oh, I remember that clip where you're just like it just shows you dropping. From yep, the water that's from my dad. You <laughs> know? Yeah, and that's why the quality's like a little sketchy on because it's not like on a legit yeah. camera. It's on a damn iPhone. Oh my god! So he scoops me in the boat. I don't have my phone or anything. Like I'm just hoping that my boys get away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're just jetting down, and like I'm just like so high off of that feeling of like jumping and like getting that shot and making it happen. Yes. We're going down the intercoastal. We get pulled over. Cop, in the, cops uh, pull us over in the boat. In the boat. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. So Man, that's worse than a street. Cop. We're going like we're going. He, my dad is going a little faster. Before you do, before you do this, um, were you planning on swimming under the Main Street Bridge too? That shot where the drone is above the bridge and you're swimming. Yes, but we had to do that in a different day. Oh, like okay. I can't jump the bridge and then okay. like go back and do it. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is so one that's, take. That's so, so that's a whole nother day. Oh my god! And I got okay. a story for that with cops too. Because <laughs> I love that shot, man. That dude. was that was the most dreamy shot. And yeah. Just, if you've lived in Jacksonville your whole night life, you know that bridge. You yeah. know that every time you walk over to anything, you can look right down through it, and just with the cars going above you, yeah. you're just doing the freaking the yeah. paddle right yeah. through. It was like, oh my god, man, it looks so good. But get back to the the cops pulling you over. We, uh, my dad's going a little fast through a no zone and i'm looking at him and i don't want to say anything because he's just come through for me so clutch you know yeah. with everything he just did for me and yeah. i'm just like are you gonna slow down or not sure as shit the cop flicks his lights on and my dad my dad's like put the hoodie on he packed a hoodie for me because it was it was like cold but yeah. also like just like to like kind of blend in yeah or i like put this like sunrise hoodie on yeah soaking wet yeah yeah cop pulls us over and he's like you're going a little fast through the no wake zone aren't you and my dad's like was i and he's like yeah he's like i need two things he's like i need a life vest and i need fire extinguishers yeah. and i'm like okay like i know where the life vests are so i like find the life vest give them to him he's like okay i need a fire extinguisher and i'm like Where's the fire extinguisher, bro? I'm looking all over this boat, and as I'm walking around, my shoes are soaked. I'm like, <laughs> around. like and, obviously, you were just in the water, dude, no doubt. Like, and like, I'm soaked, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, 10 minutes go by, I can't find this fire extinguisher, and I'm just waiting for the what call. What month was this in? I'm waiting you? for the we. I jumped in March, 
Oh, okay. Got so it. about a year ago. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. Bro, oh I've had God. the clip for a long time. Dude, oh my gosh. So, a, what a long time coming. And the whole time, I'm waiting for the call to come through. Yeah. And I'll be like, yep, that's the boat. Yeah. That's the idiot. Book him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I find the fire extinguisher, hand it to him, and he's like, all right, guys, you're good. And we, we drove off. Oh my God. Sat what around, a blessing. Sat around the fire, had a cigar and a, and a glass of bourbon and celebrated dude, with my dad. What a blessing. And, and my boys. And they pulled up and they got away. Everything was cool. Wow, dude. That is incredible. So I want to get into. A lot of your design process, your creative yeah. process, the brand, things like that as well. Um, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. So we'll be right back with uh, Casey Faber. All right, OGs. Welcome back to another episode of the OG Sessions podcast. We are here with Casey Faber. And I wanted to uh, quickly continue talking about the movie. I got a couple mm -hmm. more questions for it. So okay, cool. there was a scene in there when you jumped, or I don't know if you jumped in, but you were in like the, the march and like... I don't know where was that at. Like, Guana. Over, oh, it was in Guana. Of course. Oh, that's right. It was in Guana. That's right. Because I saw the clip where it went over A one A and everything like that. That's where I'm from, dude. That was an incredible clip. What what inspired that that <sighs> shot? So actually, we had already wrapped up the film, and it was a wrap. Like that was it. Like Kellen and I both went through it. I mean, I must have watched it, you know, fifty times every night before bed. Yeah. And finally, I was just like, man, it's just not, it's not hitting for me. The ending is just not right. Because what we did have was like, I'm outside the Florida theater and I'm just pulling off and I just have the drone, like follow me down Forsyth downtown. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just cut. And I was just like, that's not it. I was like, I got a different vision. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go into the swamp and it's going to be him like submerging himself within like the creativity Yeah. and like just being like fully committing. Like we're going, we're going in. Oh my. So the day comes and uh, I tell Tim, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to wake you up. Like, I'm picking you up. We're going to get get this shot. I'm going to take you to the spot. I'm like, the sun's going to be just right. How did you decide about this spot? Did you know where you were going? I knew where it was. There? Yeah. Yeah, I know where I'm going. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, the sun's going to be just right at 10. I'm picking you up at 9. And he's like, okay. So he's going to be mad for me telling this story because I'm putting him on blast. But it's, <laughs> it's, 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 he, he deserves it. <laughs> We I pick them up. It's like a 25 minute drive to get there. And the spot that I had originally envisioned me like getting in, like you can launch like North Guana outpost, like they do kayak tours through there and you can kind of just like slip in yeah, right there. But when I went to just walk in, like it's so shallow. Yeah. So I'm like the spot that I'm trying to get to, we need to go through the woods to get to the point where it's deep enough so that I can go under. Oh my so we're trudging through the woods i mean like this literally just like mud up to your knees like and we're just making our way through and finally we get to the point and uh he gets his spot he's all set up it took us like five minutes just to make it through the woods oh yeah and i'm like all right let's do it so i like start making it through like this just, it's called teal grass that's what my grandfather calls it yeah yeah, yeah. it I looks like algae but what it really is it's just like these small grainy pieces of leaves mm -hmm. so I'm walking through and instantly it hits me. I'm like, there is no water underneath this. It is literally mud and silt. Oh my It's God. gnarly. Yeah. So I make my way through, like I get to the point and even walking through the woods to get to the deep part, I still can't even fully just like go under. Yeah. Bro, it's, it's like to my waist at best. Wow. So I get in. Are you ever like at any of these points, man, wondering about wildlife? Oh, or... just wait. Just okay. wait. Yeah. So I get under, like I get there, like I get my head just right. He's filming and a guy can see me in his truck from like the road. Like you can see what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. And this dude like stops and he looks to the right and he sees me and he goes, there's an alligator in there. And I go, sweet. And he goes, fucking idiot. <laughs> Drove, <laughs> off. <laughs> Drove off. <laughs> Oh my god. And Tillon's got it on camera. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, man, just keep filming. Like, it's all good. Oh my god, that's right. hilarious. Mm, go under, hold my breath, because I have to hold my breath because I'm like going to write the subtitles yeah, over it. Yeah. Hold my breath. Come up, just covered oh, in mud. Yeah. Tillon starts throwing up because of how nasty it is. No way. Puking. No <laughs> way. So, like, I get out and, like, I'm nasty. We got to make a Dude, I almost puked watching it. Bro. And it's in. 
I mean, like I was, what I was trying to imagine was mm-hmm. how the fuck you got to that like spot. Because yeah. when you recorded that shot, it was so still. Mm-hmm. It was like you'd been sitting there for like a freaking week. Mm-hmm. All of the algae was just covered mm-hmm. all around you, just green. I mean, for the people that haven't seen it, it's just literally green water. Just like yeah, <laughs> you got to marinate. In oh, it. dude, and it was it was it was it was worth every shot, in my opinion, man. I mean, it was perfect. It came out so crisp. So yeah, so make make our way back through the woods. And my plan is to like go to Michler's beach access right there because they have outdoor showers. Mm-hmm. Well, just so happens we walk to Michler's beach. They're doing construction is closed. I can't even rinse off. Oh no. <laughs> so all I've got is this towel that I brought. So like, I'm like, Oh man, like, all right, well I'll just grab the towel. Like literally just like get, try and get as much mud off me as I can. My yeah. head is dreading as we speak. Bro. Oh yeah. It's this gnarly. Like, oh my God. So we get in the truck. And we're, we're driving back to my house to shower off. And I'm like, all right, let me see the footage. And Tillon pulls his camera out and his jaw drops. He didn't record. No. He thinks that he double tapped record and didn't record. Dude. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the type of person to get mad. Like, no. I'm not a screamer, not a yeller, because that's not going to do anything. Yeah. So I'm like, he, but he's upset with himself. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I'm like, worth it. We'll do I'm it like yo, man, it's cool. Like. Like I'll just I'll pressure wash the shirt because it's got the mad happy symbol on it. Oh yeah. I'll like spray the shirt off. I got another pair of Wranglers I can use. Like it's cool. Like we'll just go. We'll chill for an hour, wash, dry, and we'll come back. We'll get the shot. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So we do that. We go back to my house. I pressure wash the shirt. Like grab a new pair of jeans. Like get everything. Oh, so you did it the same day again. Same day. I got to. Oh yeah. So now that now like it's like noon and the sun is shifting. Yeah. So we got to go a little further out this next time. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere. No, nah, so in. wash, dry, get back in the truck, make it back to the spot, get out of the truck. We're about to get in the woods. And Tillon looks at me and goes, where's the camera? And I'm like, what do you mean? Where's the camera? He forgot the camera on the second time. <gasps> no. Yes. Right. At the house? Or at yes. The- oh, my God. Now I'm upset. Oh, yeah. But I'm still not a yeller. Yeah, yeah. And I just go, you need your shit together we get back in the truck drive back to my house grab the camera drive all the way back to the spot now it's like one o'clock yeah oh yeah you gotta go further out now so get back in the woods we're making our way through he's like 10 foot in front of me getting to his spot and i'm up on like this dead like tree branch that had fallen and there's like a rustle in the bushes and i'm like what the fuck is that a water moccasin no comes right out literally slithers right up to me and like cocks his head and makes eye contact with me and i freeze and i'm like and i like i I didn't even mean to but i go oh shit and tillin like he's already scared i mean you're in the thick of the woods at this point and he like turns around he's like what is it and i go snake and he goes no no and i go a lot and he doesn't know this but i lied to you tillin the truth is i go it's just a rat snake and it was a water (laughs) box Well, in that moment, I mean, it's like if 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 you tell him it's a oh, moccasin, dude, oh, he's gone. Oh, and, and oh, you know man. what? You deserve that for for one, not recording, and number two, for getting the camera. So now you know it was not a rat snake; it was a water <laughs> oh, moccasin. Oh my god, that is amazing! So, so like, I just like shake the bushes, and like water moccasins are super aggressive. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this thing made eye contact with me and like let me know, but yeah. like I just kind of stood there, like shook the bushes, and it slithered off, and that was it. Oh my gosh! Killing gets in a spot. Yep. I get back in the marsh. I've turned so that I'm facing the sun where it is now. He presses record. I'm hanging. Go under. Got the shot. Dude, (laughs) at any point, you know, do you ever think like, is it worth it? I guess guess that's the overall question a lot of people think because, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's, you're in the, probably the most wild part of Florida, like wildlife part of Florida, you know, or at least in Jacksonville, like you know, and it's you got gators in there, you've got yeah. water moccasins, you've got ever, all the fucking leeches and crazy shit that comes along with the marsh and just the oyster beds on the bottom of the freaking floor, man. And it's I grew up in it, yeah. So you know, I grew up in the intercoastal, like, and I'm I'm not a, a really have never been afraid of any wildlife. Grew up swimming with the gators, you yeah. know. So, but even besides that, uh, I never. It never crossed my mind that it wasn't worth it because I had already seen it in my head. Yeah, exactly. I already knew what it looked like. Yeah. So whatever it took, even you know, it was our third time getting it that day. That's that shot that only lasts what five seconds in the film. Yeah, was a seven-hour day. 
Yeah, exactly. you know. Yeah. So to me, it absolutely is worth it. And just because, like, I don't know that I've seen that shot, so I want to get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I also, yeah. I have to get it out of my head. Yeah, that's one thing. Like with the film, like I've had this film written for three years, and like it just lives, it occupies space. Yeah, in my head. Yeah. So I'm like, the only way to get rid of it and just do it is like to go do it. Yeah. Like you gotta let's just do this. Oh, 100. I know that feeling when you're just yeah. you're you're basking on a fucking idea, yeah. and you're like, I need to get this out. Yep. I need to put it on on paper, put it on a product, put yeah. it on something, and mm -hmm. just get it out. Yeah. Yes, I know that exact same feeling. And you know, there's a couple other shots in there too. Like the, I think probably the most influential shot was the one going under the Main Street Bridge with the drone going overhead. It's like that shot is just you can put that on a fucking poster, man. So I'll just I'll I'll keep that one quick, and then like yeah. we can oh, no, keep it we can keep it moving. But like for that shot, I had uh, I play I love playing basketball. And like two weeks before that shot, so these are all shot over like a, a year, mm -hmm. right? Like I've got to space them all out. And I ended up tearing um, a ligament in my foot on my planter playing basketball. Oh, no way. And I still have to get these shots. So I pull up that day and I'm on crutches. No. Yes. And I'm in character, right? I got the mad, mad happy smiley tee on. I got the Wranglers on and, and the boots that I wear for the film and get my film crew ready we go down there we're scoping it out man it just so happens they're doing like underwater welding oh, under the main street bridge God. and there's a whole construction site set up where the landing was no there's way. like developers down there like talking to all these people i mean there's all kind of people down there i'm in crutches yeah with a life vest on yeah that, that's it that's that was one of the tricks of the shot with a life vest under my arm and and oh. I, and I've got to get to it like get to the spot and to get to the spot I have to go down this ramp that's now closed off yeah. they're not allowing public I have to hop the fence and get down there in order to get in the water oh my god so it takes me like 30 minutes and and the other thing is is there's nowhere for me to get out Everything's bought. They're cutting the docks. That's right. They're cutting the yeah, docks I've off. Seen all the, I know exactly they're cutting them off. Yeah. And the only one that is available is like a mile down the river. Oh my God. But it just so happens that they set up like temporary construction docks for the construction workers to work off yeah. of. But the, the current is ripping through there. So as soon as I get under the bridge, I got to swim across and make it to that spot. And if right. I don't, I'm going down the river. Yes, you are. So. So you didn't have a boat with you at this time? So no. Nah. Oh, uh -uh. see this. I see. If you're watching the film, you think that you've got the boat right mm -mm. there, you know, somewhere to, oh my. God. No. And I posted on Instagram of me, like literally swimming to the dock and climbing oh, yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I mean, we're here. My film crew's here. Like we got to just do this. So I'm literally like looking in the superintendent's trailer and he's talking to like some like subcontractors. And like when he's not looking, I hop the fence. Oh my God. Set my crutches aside, hop yeah. the fence, like limp down the little boardwalk down there and i'm walking and i got the life vest under under my arm and i'm like walking to the spot because i'm trying to get as close to the bridge as i can and as i'm down there cop comes under the bridge oh my and i'm God. looking like such a fool like i'm oh. just i got this i'm trying to like hide a life vest yeah. under my arm and i'm like on one foot and i'm just kind of like standing there they don't do anything they drive right by oh thank nothing God. and all my buddies are on land and they're going and I'm like, I know. Stop pointing. So like that the cop so goes by, funny. like I wait until like he just continues down the river and like now it's showtime. So like I signal for my boy to launch the drone, get it in spot. Yeah. Jump in the water, swim to the spot. And I got the life vest under me just like as a flotation device. And then any boats would have came through there at that time, man. I mean I got lookers. Yeah. I got lookers on both sides. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah, you got yeah. So get in the water flip over on my back and start to do like the backstroke under yeah. the bridge. And it's so cool. Cause like that shot captures like literally cars, like going Go over, over me. you. Yeah. And in the film, it's just like, that's his, that's his time where like, he's made the jump. He's committed to who he really is. And now like he's, he's free. He's, he's going. Yeah. He's, that's it. I love it, man. Yeah. I love that shot. It's, it's, so, speaks words at the yeah. you know you can't say it's just incredible. I love it. So I make it under the bridge. We get the shot. I flip over and I got to like paddle real hard against the current to make sure that I make it to the temporary construction dock. Yeah. And I hop out and there's like six dudes on the dock that are working construction and they just look over. They got no idea what they're yeah. looking at. They're like, what in the world is going on? So like I get up and like, I got to catch my breath. Yeah. So I like roll over on my back and I'm like breathing <laughs> all hard. 
finally like i get up and i start limping and the superintendent like comes out at like the, or like the crane operator comes out and he's like hey you can't be on here and i just look at him and like man i'm getting off yeah <laughs> and i limp off and then that was it that's how we got the oh shot oh my god that's so funny dude yep. so i want to um i want to go ahead and dive into your creative process how you got started with the brand were you always very creatively minded like did you always know that you wanted to kind of express yourself through clothing in any kind of way or was this kind of a newer endeavor for you uh it's a good question i don't when did you start the company when was that okay um 2018 2018 2018 okay. like we i like built the instagram and like committed to the idea of like printing t-shirts and stuff and what like was your that. first piece you printed? and then so the first lafave piece that i did was just a picture of a basketball hoop that i thought was super cool and when i started the brand like i wanted to like go around the country and like take pictures of basketball hoops oh that God. had been like weathered like there's so much character and like certain oh, yeah. like outdoor courts oh, yeah. and stuff like that um so i was just like i'm gonna go around and just take pictures of hoops and then like print them on shirts so my first sample um was just a basketball hoop at a court that i played at in santa monica dude yeah that is incredible yeah yeah so that's why when you go on like the website the first picture is a hoop that i found driving home and back to florida oh no and it's way. just in like the middle of new mexico no shit yeah i saw one and like hit a hard u-turn my, my wife she was pregnant at the time with my son and she's like you are crazy what are you doing i'm like i gotta get this shot <laughs> pull over like i go to this like random person's like long driveway get to their house like six dogs come out and i'm like i knock on the door first they don't speak a lick of english and i just like i just want to get a picture of the basketball hoop and they're like bueno bueno no 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 problem yeah, yeah. i'm like cool and then i got that shot and then we got out of there and it's like oh my god this dude. day that's just like the beginning of like the brand like yeah right there that was like the first like real piece of content that you created for the brand. yeah 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 and, oh my god that's awesome but to your like original question uh i've always been into fashion and like style and like the way that it like can represent yourself without speaking uh -huh. so uh and like i used like in middle school i went to twin lakes academy middle like i was terrible at dressing like i used to wear the brett Favre jersey with like yeah. baby blue north carolina basketball oh, shorts damn. and like i just like people used oh, to like God. just like ride on me yeah and then like uh once i made it to like high school, I ended up winning like whatever my senior superlative was like best dressed. Oh, so I just like figured out like I love this is like what yeah, I want to yeah, do exactly. And I went to Greenland Pines in fifth grade, and like they were like strict on a dress code. Uh -huh. And I think this is the first time that like I ever realized like that I was into clothing. I was just like we did the orientation or whatever. And when we left, I was like, Mom, like I can't do the dress code. Like, what was there's, it, like there's just was like, yeah you know collared shirt yeah, and then yeah. like khakis and i was just like mom I like I, I can't do it and she was just like okay well like we'll look into it and then like sure enough like you can opt out of the uniform so you're going was, wearing... i was the only one <laughs> only kid not dude, not wearing that, the uniform like wearing like leaf pipes jinko you dude, know what i mean like come on great, man. so yeah i guess it's always been something that's lived within me um so and you know now i'm just trying to bring it to life yeah man and there's and i love how um you know i just love how you still kept a lot of florida like in your brand you know even though you said you were in california for a little bit of time how did that happen where you just so i was working for a construction company called balfour Beatty, and this is like 2017 um, i'm building the avatar land at disney mm -hmm. um, which was super amazing Whoa, wow that'd be... it was incredible yeah I was it was incredible it was a tough two and a half years but i learned a lot and my review was coming up and it was my boss who was a project manager his boss and his boss's boss like exec an executive and then like senior vice president and they were like uh casey we're really happy with you you know we're, we're just we, we want to know you know what do you want to do what, what can we do for you for your career here at the company and i was just like guys i'm super happy in orlando i love this project it's been you know a, a opportunity of a lifetime but i really want to go out west and the senior vice president kind of like cocked his head and looked at me and he's like, Tampa. <laughs> I was oh, like, dude, that is, was see like, right there. That is like the, the epitome, epitome of a Floridian man. Like, like, Oh my God, that is hilarious. They don't even realize that California is a place. You know what I mean? They think it's fairytale land. That is so funny. So he's like, he looks at me, he's like Tampa. And my project manager had like become like one of my best friends. Like we um, to this day, I still talk to him, really look up to this guy. And when his boss said Tampa and didn't get it, like my project manager, his name's Andrew Marshall, just like dropped his head and was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my no, God. no, like I, I want to move out to California. And like, I had never been to California yeah. ever. I yeah. just know that like, that's just where I wanted to go. And they're like, all right, well, you know, like 
we, we, you know, it sucks to hear that, but we'll see what we can do for you. I'm like, okay, cool, man. Two weeks later, be careful what you ask for. Two weeks later, they're like, we just got a call from San Francisco and they need people there like right now. No. And I was like, Ooh, I don't, I don't really want to do San Francisco, North Cal and oh, like yeah, South California is like way different. Totally different yeah. Um, so Weather I'm like, I don't know, but I ended up getting an interview with the president of the West coast division. And it's crazy how this happened, but he was just like, he really liked me. And he was like, I tell you what, you, you can, we got job sites in San Diego, Santa Monica, and San Francisco. You come out here, you can tour the job sites and you pick where you want to go. Wow. And that does not happen in the construction industry. Like wherever the work is, like that's where you go. Yeah. And exactly. I was just like blown away that all this was happening. And I hadn't even really talked to my father about this yet. Wow. So like I'm lining all these things up and there just happened to be a dinner where the whole family was together. And for whatever reason, I was like, I just got to like speak it right now. Yeah. And I was just like, because the plan had always been for me to work for another construction company and then come home and work for my father's construction company. So I put my time in two and a half years had gone by. He's ready for me to come home. And instead at that dinner, I was just like, dad, I think I'm, uh, I'm going to move out to California. And he literally like was about to take a bite of food and he looked over and he was like, you move to California and I will cut you off. And like my stepmom just looked at him and goes, Keith favor. Yeah. And, he, and he looked at her and he goes, I'm serious. And then that dinner was kind of silent after that. Like nothing. Yeah, I, dude. And oh I mean, you know, God. I understand that as a father looking back yeah. now, you know, I'm like, I totally get that. But really at, at that time, like it motivated me even more. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dad, I'm gone. That's what he needs. I'm yeah. gone, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that ended up happening. Like I chose Santa Monica, fell in love with it, went to like Bungalow, which is like a ridiculous bar out oh there. Oh my God, like, yeah, yeah. Um, But the sole purpose of me going out there and was a very selfish thing it wasn't for construction it was yeah. for me to be like who am i uh-huh. what do i want to do and what am i made of yeah exactly so my dad actually ended up coming around and like two weeks later i came into his uh office i was in town and he was like he had mapped out three routes to drive me out oh, there oh my gosh like See? a northern route southern route and kind of like a mid route yeah and i was just like it was so amazing to hear that. So we, he drove me out there in like January, 2017, which is frigid. And we took the Northern route and did like a bunch of state parks out there yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, stop. That's in, awesome. Yep. That's a way to do it. If you're going to get out there, man. Seriously. Yeah. We get out there in San Diego when the time had come where it was time for him to come home. And like, as soon as he left, like I just had like a mental breakdown. Yeah. Cause it was just me. Yeah. I don't know like where I'm living. Oh, so you didn't have your fiance or anything. No, no, no. We had split. Okay. Oh, gotcha. We split, okay. which was another reason, like, I'm bouncing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, um, been there. And then, like, uh, for the first time in my life, it was, like, just me in California. Like, and as soon as he left, like, he just texted me and said, like, I miss you already. And, like, I just broke down. Oh, yeah. Like, dude. I went to, like, the nearest coffee shop and literally just, like, cried in a corner. <laughs> and, dude, literally, like, I, yes, I know that fucking feeling, bro. Oh. And it's, like, for the first time in your life, you kind of feel like, wow, like it's time to really stand up and like, it's just me. It's literally just me. And those are the times when it hits the hardest, you know what I mean? Cause you feel like nobody, nobody's going to hear your cries. Mm-mm. Nobody's going to hear your sorrows. Nobody's going to feel Mm-mm. bad for you. Nobody's going to nothing. It's Mm-mm. just you. And I, and you know, I'm sure that that has sculpted everything dude with the brand and with just, just personally. Know, yeah. Now it's just like, you know, looking back on that and in that moment, and then like, when, you know, you kind of wipe your eyes and you just kind of like take a deep breath and you're like, all right, let's let's drive to LA. Let's find a place to live. Yep. And for like two weeks, I didn't have a spot. I just bounced from like hotel to hotel looking for a spot. Yeah. And like, you know, now you can look back on it and be like, man, I'm ready for anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not afraid of anything. Yep. I'm, I'm ready to go. And that, and you know, that experience, like you taking that jump, like if you hadn't had done that, I mean, think about where you'd be today. You know, you'd probably be still itching for that. Like, yeah. get me out. Let me go try and see the world. And, you know, I think that that's sometimes you, to, to truly appreciate your home and where you're from and everything like that, sometimes you have to go away and look at it from an outside perspective and see the true beauty in it. Because with a lot of situations in life, you know, you once you step away from the situation and you just or you just you have the memory of the situation, you never remember the bad things. It's always you remember the good things, you remember the happy times and things like that. And I'm sure you getting out of the city really gave you a clear perspective on Jacksonville. And you know, a lot I know a lot of your pieces when you first started dropping were. Um, jacksonville based pieces yeah my personal favorite was the fucking waffle house dude (laughs) i got a story for you (laughs) that that piece i mean i i had started seeing that i didn't even know what lafa i didn't even heard the name but i saw the waffle house duval piece everywhere man yeah what's the story for that 
we got sued. No way. Cease and desist. Jace just came through a couple weeks ago. Shut the fuck up, bro. So not everything. Uh, I mean, like I, you know, not everything I do is legal, obviously. But oh, yeah. but like I get an email, and it says the subject line is federal trademark infringement, and I'm like, ooh, I'm that's like, the last oh. title you want to see because I think it's the Jags. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh no. And then like I get to reading it and it's from Waffle House Legal Counsel. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) At that point, you're kind of honored. You know, I'd be kind of honored. It's like, damn, Waffle House sees it. I literally was just like, man. But the thing is, is it's like that's that's kind of that's kind of cheesy. It's like it's not like you use Waffle House. It's not like you put like a Waffle House in a picture or something. It's like you just use the signage. Yeah. And so that's what streetwear is taking things say, and flipping it like. i was gonna say and not only that like it's just putting your own spin on just like certain things and having your own style with it and i think that that's very interesting because waffle house is such a dude waffle house is a staple piece in jackson i'm your biggest fan oh, waffle yeah. house like Literally, i'm the reason y'all are still open for real like yo, every 2 a.m on a saturday night man i'm there like hit me up dm to collab waffle house zero <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude that is insane that they would go that far with it and then with the corduroy hats you know I was going to ask if, like, there's any kind of legal issues that could go along with that. But, you know, you see so many other – everybody sells Jaguars merch and things like that, printed yeah. Jaguars items. They're, 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 it'd be, it'd be you know, wrong for them to just go after you. If they're going to go after you, people go after everybody, you know, because – I mean, you see all these other things. Like, I mean, obviously, like, New Era and companies like that, they have contracts with the NFL. Right, they have licensing. But at the same time, it's like you're not using their current logo. So in real t- – in it's not like that logo that you're using ever got sued, so it's not Jaguar Motor Company's logo, like the original logo. But you, I, I'm sure you just, you're smart enough to never print the original original logo on things because obviously it's already been proven that that logo is touchy. You right. Know what I mean? Right. And um, and it's very it's very interesting that that you know certain people will get away with printing certain things on certain shirts and then waffle house will come after you for a shirt that doesn't even say waffle house yeah and i I just i look at it in a different light where like if i think that like this merchandise piece is gonna look cool even though it's illegal i'm gonna run it yeah I'm, i'm gonna put it out there and that's just how i got started like i'm a huge jaguar fan you know what i mean just like you just like we were speaking before we cut the podcast on it was just like you know if the jaguars aren't gonna make this you know I'm going to make it. Yeah. So I, I just took the logo, I threw it on a corduroy hat, and it just exploded. Yeah, it, dude, it, it exploded. exploded man. And yeah. I, th- I would say that was like, I mean, just from watching you from afar, I'm sure you know better than I do. Um, That really seemed like the first, you know, you always have that one piece that does so much better than everything else. And you're like, oh my God, that Jaguars hat, dude, I see it everywhere. I know. And that's just one thing for me. Like, I'm super grateful for it. Like, I'm proud to make that. And I'm so happy that people love it. But I don't put too much pride into it, me personally, just because, like, there's already a following for the Jaguars. Yeah. You know no, what no, I mean? No, no, 100%. No, no, yeah. Well, yeah. No, now, very true. Now, that's a very good way to look at it. But that's also the way that you leverage things in this industry are you kidding me like use things to your advantage and that's sure. you're you made a smarter move than a lot of these other people that didn't collide with the jabs and it's not necessarily like it's something that everybody should do yeah but a lot of you see people that do try to do off jaguars type designs right and they don't necessarily do it to jaguars quality if that makes sense yes. it's very just like just to make their quick buck and yeah. you did it the right way you went out and manufactured something thank you man and they came out they came out really well thank like, you. i know a lot of people that and i've tried them all myself and i'm like yeah what the fuck this thing is very high quality okay cool. i love it man i love it that turned out great i got you some hats then uh, i appreciate For it man. Sure. yeah dude i love them they're they're very high quality For and sure. um you know before we go ahead and close this out i want to just ask you what's a piece of advice that you would give to maybe the younger version of you or just somebody that's trying to start designing clothing or um get into the industry i think for any creative no matter what you're doing like and it's important to, and I understand it's hard to put yourself out there these days because everything is just judged so quickly and anything that you put out there can, is just like for the world to see like at an instant, right? Mm-hmm. But do not let that deter you from your inner voice and your vision. Gotcha. Like if you have something in you that, that you want to pursue, there's always going to be people that are going to judge it, people that are going to hate on it, whatever it is. But you have to put that out there, make it. If, yes. if you're like, man, I really want to like have a t-shirt brain. Well, you know what you got to do to learn and to grow? You got to make a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Stop talking about it. Like when I first got started, I 
dude, I didn't even know how to buy a t-shirt yeah, to exactly. print on. I didn't yeah. even know like what to do, but Amen. if you just put it out there and you have to make something tangible that you can have your hands on, that will propel you to where you want to go. 100%. No, yeah. that's perfect. 100%. Just do it. Just got, get out there and just do it, man. That's the key base to it. And that's what Virgil said. I mean, yeah. you, yep. you, you know, Amen. like when people were coming to him and they were like, you know, how do I do this? How do I do this? He was like, man, do, do it. it. Yeah. Make a shirt, yep. sell it, and then you will learn how to do that better. Yep. And that's the same thing that like Tremaine Emery from Denim Tears, he just got yep. promoted to like the creative director for Supreme. He said the same thing. Yep. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you having coming through, man. Yeah. I'm really glad we got to get this done. Yes, for sure. And um, it was a great experience. Yeah. Hope to have you back on here soon. Thanks, Nick.